we find ourselves in the midst of some epic days, some historic days, and some truly challenging days. But I want to remind you of something that I think you already know, but it's good to hear again. While much of what's gone on since 2020 has taken many by surprise, it's not taken God by surprise. He has a plan. You are a big part of that plan. And what's really exciting is in the midst of this, he's got supernatural help and divine assistance for you to keep you strong, focused, and effective for the kingdom here on earth. I'm Robert Hodgkin, and this is Heroes Arise, the streaming media broadcast that equips encourages and empowers you to arise as the hero, warrior, and champion that God has created you to be. And on this week's show, what we're going to do is we're going to share with you what this supernatural assistance is that's available to you, how to press in and grab hold of it. But just as importantly, we're going to reveal to you the traps that the enemy can lay along the way as you press into the supernatural things of God, the enemy wants to lay traps to get you off focus, get you off path, but it's not going to happen because you're going to become aware, not afraid, aware, and you're going to see these traps and know how to avoid them. And here's what's really exciting. It's not just me pouring into you this week. I have a very, very special guest and a dear friend joining us for this. He is, in my opinion, one of the most trustworthy prophetic voices in the body of Christ right now. And he's also a great guy and one of the finest Christians I know. So I want to bring in to join me, my friend, the one, the only, the amazing Joseph Z. How are you, buddy? Oh, man, Robert, it's so great to be on Heroes Arise. Thank you for letting me be a part of your program. I love you. I love your ministry. And, you know, I just, uh, every time I'm around you, and this is for your audience, I so feel the love of God, the sincerity of the Father. Thank you for helping so many of us stay on point with the way it's supposed to be in the kingdom. I just honor you, Robert. It's, it's a real privilege to be with you today on Heroes Thank you, my friend. I always love when I see your face, and you always share such great prophetic wisdom. So let's jump in. You know, we're okay. talking about the days that we're in. You talk about this a lot. I'm sure all of my audience knows you, but if not, you need to connect with Joseph Z and Z Ministries. He does a daily broadcast that's amazing. He and his wife, Heather, are anointed, appointed, and doing powerful things. And their heart is always to encourage, equip, and empower you. That's one of the reasons that we here love them so much. But Joseph, in these days that we're in, we can all use all the help we can get. And it's wonderful that our supernatural God has supernatural assistance for us in the midst of all this. But I think with all that's going on, as much as we have to be grabbing hold of the supernatural help, we need to be aware of even how the enemy will try to, I don't know, side rail that hunger, that desire we have for those things and get us caught up in traps or before I turn this over to you, let me share what the Apostle Paul said, which is in 1 Corinthians 14, 1, he says, earnestly desire and zealously cultivate the things of the Spirit, the supernatural aspects of your Christian faith. And yet at the same time, while he's saying to the church then and us now, you've got, it's so important that we nurture and we, we develop the supernatural aspects of our faith. He also says in the same letter to the church in Corinth, I have determined to know nothing except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And Joseph, what I think he said then, God is saying now, it's very, very important that you grab hold of the supernatural aspects of your faith because you must walk in my power. But at the same time, 
the Apostle Paul was saying, while you do this, here's your safe place. The main, the plain, the true, the gospel. What do you think? Well, I think that is on. The gospel's where it's at. You know, a lot of people, Robert, we joke about this. We come from a very, you and I both come from a very prophetic space. I mean, this is the scope we work in. And so I'm okay with unique. I'm okay with experiences. Right. I'm okay with going way out there. I'm okay with shaking, rolling on the floor. I'll do all of it. But it's got to stay in the confines of the Word of God, meaning you don't have out-of-Bible experiences. And that's what a lot of people are being, I believe, swept up into today. And again, this is coming from a, a gentleman or two gentlemen who really love to have encounters with the Holy Spirit. We love to provide those for people. Yet, anything that goes beyond what is written, especially when it's involving the gospel, becomes a real issue. In 1 Corinthians 4, 6, you and I know that it says, learn from us to not go beyond what is written. Paul was saying that to the Corinthians. Learn from us to not go beyond what is written, because if they do, they get puffed up in pride. And that's what it's saying. And that can happen with supernatural encounters. I like to call it the, the Christian mystics circle, or the Christian mm -hmm. mysticism, where people get so far out into the extreme abnormalities of the supernatural that they begin to replace the Word of God with those encounters. And they go down that avenue. And there's a lot of people that will tell fantastic stories, tales, things they've seen, and it's all so subjective to that person that the other people don't know how to really cipher it or navigate it unless they have the Word of God in them. Right. So when you've got people telling a story or a tale, it can lead to a sense of traditionalism that is based on mysticism. It's yeah. based on fantastic stories, clouds without water, they never give rain, and they tell all these fairy tales. And that's something that begins to happen. And, but the problem is people that are not in the Word of God, as you so eloquently put, Robert, they're not in the gospel, keeping the main thing the main thing. What happens is, is they begin to believe these things, make it part of their culture, make it part of their process, and soon they step away from what the Bible actually says, going after experiential encounters. Now, there's a, a word called heuristic experiences, where you almost have a gut instinct about something before it happens. You go down the avenue and it's a gut instinct. I, I feel like, I think like, there's something about it. But if that ever supersedes the Bible, We've got to recognize we're, we're in a dangerous territory and the days we're living in, you know, the, the Matthew, the book of Matthew 24, it tells us so clearly that if it were possible, 24 and 25 even gets into, if it were possible in those days, even the elect could be deceived. Now, without going way into the eschatological discussions on these things, I'm just saying to you, there's a spirit of Antichrist that wants to influence the church. Maybe it can't beat the church, but if it can influence the church to get people to go on such fantastic fairy tales that they begin to wander. And wandering is yeah. the fruit of those that really are not rooted and grounded in the Word of God the way you so clearly told us. And when they wander, they become ineffective. They wander about and they just become what the Bible calls busybodies. They don't really get into the fullness of what God's calling them to do. And therefore, the Great Commission lags. Things do not get fulfilled. We don't do what we're supposed to be doing. And I just believe a simple adjustment in teaching in, in uh, supernatural encounters will make it wonderful. Because we don't want to get into legalism, Robert. We don't right. want to get into all the stuff where we're like, you know, you can take discernment. Have you ever seen how people get into discernment but when they get injured, even by a supernatural group, or they get injured in a setting, they go from discernment to suspicion, or they go from that place where suddenly they feel critical of everything, they're always wounded, there's always something going on. We need to keep it right-sized, right in the yes. Word of God, where people don't go down one ditch, 
or the other. They're not fantastic off the rails. They're not completely dried out like religion where they don't believe in anything supernatural anymore. And all they want to do is just talk about, you know, the, the rote and repetition of the word. We need to have the rhema living word and really have life. And so I think that is the avenue we need to walk in, the highway of holiness, the word of God, keeping first things first. And from there, man, we could begin to see some powerful things take place. Amen. And, you know, everybody, please understand what we're what we're not saying. First of all, what we're not saying is avoid the supernatural. Just Amen. the opposite. We're here the like opposite. the Apostle Paul <laughs> saying, go after every supernatural thing God That's has it. for you. Look at this. Woo. Look at the size of this book. This thousand plus page love letter That's to it. you from God is filled with the supernatural without the supernatural this is a pamphlet not a book that's it and you know but but within that there's wisdom on how to go about that so you remain focused and effective and joseph you've got your new book well actually yes. i know you're working on yet another book but your oh, most yeah. recent published book servants of fire con contribution to my books robert i just oh, appreciate it you're i love best. your writing i thank get so much endorsing. out of it I, anyway thank you so Servants of Fire, Secrets of the Unseen War and Angels Fighting for You. Yes, this sir. is like a manual for the hour that we're in. Everything we're talking about, how to be aware and receive the ministry of angels because we need it. It's God appointed. Yes. He says in Hebrews that a big part of the angels are to be assigned to us, to minister to us and strengthen us for hours like this. So the first thing I want to do is dive in and talk a little bit about angels with you. And we okay. obviously, in the time we have together today, can't go into all the depths and details. <laughs> Guys, you got to get this book. Joseph breaks down the different categories of angels, what their ministries are, what their roles are, what they do, how to receive from them. This is a manual for effective spiritual warfare in this hour and how to partner with the Lord of hosts and his hosts of angels. But Joseph, we know that angels are real. We know they're yes. there. We know yes. they're assigned to us. So can you give us a basic primer for everybody who's watching? And then obviously they can go way deeper when they get your book. How do we become more aware of the angels and how do we receive from them? Well, I believe, and such good questions, Robert. I, I believe that angels don't listen to man. They don't listen to humanity. I think the Bible's pretty clear on it. They heed the voice of God. That's Psalm 103, Psalm 29, the voice of God divides the flames of fire. Uh, and I believe when God speaks, they go into regiment, they go into activity, they go where they're supposed to go. Um, you, you see this all throughout scripture. Psalm 91 is so highly, it, it, it explains what angels do. Hebrews 1, it begins to talk about their ministering spirits, flames of fire for the heirs right. of salvation. That's why we call it servants of fire. They are servants of fire, but they move. They move on the word of God. And this is the simple part of it. When you have the word of God in you and you're speaking the word of God, you're praying with the word of God, or you're in line with the word of God in your actions and what you're doing, in your obedience and assignment, angels are activated. You don't have to tell them to do anything. They will activate based on your obedience to the word of God, based on you praying out or speaking or quoting the word of God. That is where they come from. I personally believe, Robert, uh, the way I look at it, if they're flames of fire, God is a consuming fire. I believe that angels were created from the very essence of God. Now, they're not like humans or people. They're celestial beings, but they come out of the very presence of God. I believe that's why they're little flames that come out of God himself. They were mm -hmm. created and his voice fills them. And the way they activate and they go about their business is through, again, his word, his voice. When you and I take his word serious, speak it out. These angels get into activity, man. They go after it. 
So that's, that's the first premise I believe is so important when we're doing this because it's very easy. Now I've had angelic encounters. I know, I know you very well, Robert, in this space, and I believe that you have. And so some of the angelic encounters people talk about, sometimes my spirit says to me as they're, they're communicating about it, that is sensationalism. Mm-hmm. Other times I see it and I'm like, nope, there's holiness on that. That mm-hmm. is God. And I believe that we need to really have the Word of God bring a right-sizing to all this so we have effectiveness. This is not to be critical of people, not to be negative. It is to bring effectiveness for this wonderful gift of angels that are servants. Yeah, and I love that because what you're saying is, look, we're not here to point any fingers or cast uh any aspersions. We're here to help you, the audience, to partner with what God has given you. And Joseph, I really like how I think it's so important. And I think it's great that the first thing you mentioned was the word of God, because, you know, when I've done seminars on the ministry of angels and receiving from angels as God is designed, I always do a Q&A. And one of the things I always get is some variation on the question of what you addressed is, can we command angels if God made us above angels and all or whatever it is, can we command them? And in our authority and all that, and and I, my, I always say, here's my honest answer. I'm not sure. But yeah. what I do know That's is God answer. says that they hearken to his word, exactly what you That's say. It. So I said, as a prophetic ministry that loves the power of decree, I think the safest and incredibly powerful way to partner with angels is to declare the word of God in the authority you have. And I don't worry about if I get to command angels. I'm thrilled that the Lord of hosts commands them, him who is the word, when I declare that word. So if you learn nothing else from this, know that when you stand in your authority as God's dominion steward on earth, his son and his bride, and you declare a scriptural truth, angels are released to perform it. That's amazing. <laughs> All right. Well so said. With that, Joseph, um, um, well, you said it first. I just got excited. It echoed what you were saying because I think it's so important. <laughs> okay. with, having said that, let's talk about the traps. And we won't be able to cover all of them of again in Servants of Fire. You go into a, this is again a not a manual. This will open your eyes and will empower you to co-labor with the Lord of hosts and his angels and to avoid even more traps than what we're going to talk about today. Yes. But you you outline some of the traps of the enemy to be aware of, so that we yes. do remain focused on target and 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 effective. One of the ones you talk about, and you touched on it in the the beginning, but I want to unpack. I want to share a couple passages from your book, and then have you comment on it. The first trap was the worship of experience, and this is something from page one hundred and forty three of your book. Whenever there's an emphasis on experiences and spiritual beings that supersedes the gospel, there is an issue. Now, please hear me. There's a place for desiring spiritual gifts and the things of the spirit, but never should it take the place of the gospel. And on the following page, 144, you go further and say, by and large, believers have been exposed to less and less Bible, resulting in no bearing and no understanding of right and wrong. The kingdom of darkness does not mind one bit if believers are caught up in desiring the supernatural. (laughs) Believers baptized in the washing of the water of his word are what darkness fears. As it is, the word of God and the word of God alone bring right-sizing to spiritual encounters. Now, you touched on that, but I wanted to pull those quotes from your book and give you a chance to go either deeper or, or add a little bit more to it. Absolutely. Well, Robert, thank you. The, the, when you're looking at this understanding 
of how people are operating today. You have the healthy ones, like what you're talking about. You have people that are very healthy, intruding into spiritual things with God's permission, the right, right. way. It's wonderful. Then you have people that intrude into encounters based on ignorance. They, they go down these avenues. And one of the fears that I see, or, or I should say concern rather, is the sense of this, this angels of light narrative. And you say, mm. well, what is an angel of light? What is that all about? Well, you know that the Apostle Paul was talking about, it's no wonder because there's, there's false apostles, false prophets, all this. And no wonder, he says, because even the devil himself cloaks himself as an angel of light, meaning an angel of knowledge, an angel of beauty, something that brings things forward. I believe that is multi-layered, but one of the things it can do is, number one, people can be deceived when the Word of God is not in them. And I've had entities, things appear to me, and I don't want to get all weird with this stuff, but I've had things happen that I realized that was not God. That was not God. There was something knocking on the door trying to get the gift and the motivation inside of a prophetic individual to open up to something that was a little extra biblical to beyond what the Word says. And what that does is it can soften your encounter with the Lord and open you up to what I call Christian mysticism. And it's a, it's a dangerous avenue. And self-deception in that is tied right into it. I believe this, Robert, most people that, that get deceived, they want to be. They want to mm -hmm. venture into that arena. Because when you're a lover of the truth and not, not critical, you're not attacking, because sometimes people say they're a lover of the truth, and really what they are is a ministry of criticism. <laughs> you know? And that's not at all what I think God would ever have for anybody. We need to be loving and gracious. And you, you, ex you really exude that mm -hmm. so well, Robert, where you're gracious, loving, mm -hmm. and you will say the truth. I like this about you, and yet you're full of love and graciousness. Mm. I believe that's God's heart. Amen. But a lot of these people that I bless and love, and you know, you see people all over, and I have nobody per particularly in mind, but when they go into some of these arenas, they have lost the love of the truth, and they care more about the sensationalism, and there's a few dangers in it, especially involving angels, because it's so subjective. They can speak about an encounter and people will follow them and they go down these avenues. And then it ultimately leads to a form of control. This mm -hmm. is how cults form. This is how we end up in very difficult, dangerous spaces, all based on their experience instead of saying, well, the Bible says. Mm -hmm. um, and self-deception's in there. I have a, a saying that I heard many years ago and I really like it. It's that those who dance are thought mad by those that cannot hear the music. Mm. And many times that works in light, it works so good, but if that's inverted and negative, many times there's people that are going through wild encounters and people say, I don't know what to do with that. And they say, no, I just have a higher revelation. You need to tap into what I got going on, but it's not biblical. Therefore, right. it leads people to feel like they're missing out. They're not a part of something. They lead them on a journey. And another saying I have that I use for these topics is metaphors reign where mysteries reside. Whenever something is so mysterious and it's always mysterious and it's always spooky and it's always way out there, then they give it a title that's a metaphor that reigns where it's mysterious. In other words, they say, well, that's just the whatever. You know, you got to experience that whatever anointing. And people are like, oh, it's that whatever thing going on now. And suddenly everybody buys into a title, the metaphor, because it's all mysterious rather than just simply stick with the word of God and let supernatural encounters happen. Yeah. But if we begin to go down the avenue of right-sizing this with a heart of love, with sweetness, non-combative, but we go down this road, I believe the higher treasures of heaven 
can be given to us. I believe the wonderful gifts, encounters, and experiences that God has made available for us will be so potent and so undeniable that people won't need to go, oh my goodness, you know, I, I need to get this explained and all that. You'll have the Word of God in you, and you will know what's going on. And yeah. I'll tell you, God wants to give you encounters and experiences more than you wanted, way more than you wanted. He just wants it done rightly. And he's That's a it. God of order. He's a God of his word. And we can have great, great experiences if we do it through his order, his way of doing it. Yeah, you know, the Jesus who gave his life on the cross for us to be restored to the fullness of relationship with our heavenly father and his kingdom here on earth. Come on. You know, what he did was he paid the price for our sin. Why he yeah. did it is because he loves us so much and wanted relationship with us when we didn't. But here's the thing. So we can we can rest in, we can be expectant in our God, just like you said, Joseph. He wants connection, relationship, intimacy, encounter with us more than we he do. Does. He gave us oh, the he life does. of his son. But that son, who is not only the sacrifice of the spotless lamb, is also the word. Come on. So he's not only the door into encounter, he's the safe place in that encounter. He's That's the right. door, the way, and the word. I am the way, I am the light, and I am the truth for all of it. So again, guys, God wants you to encounter him. You know, if you want, and if you want to learn how to do this through the finished work of the cross, I highly encourage you to take our glory school because Amen. it's all about how to access everything through the word of God and the finished work of the cross in the Ooh. Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, my experience was different than a lot of Christians. I came into the kingdom through a sovereign supernatural encounter with the God I mocked and made fun of for almost four so decades. Awesome, and for my first year, <laughs> I had encounter after encounter after encounter because I'd been involved in so much compromised hoo-ha from Eastern yeah. mysticism to hallucinogenic drugs, God wanted me to know he Come was on, real Robert. and he was true and nothing else. Come then on. he calls me into full-time ministry a year <laughs> later, and I go through almost two and a half years of seemingly nothing. And yeah. what he wanted me to learn there was, okay, you've learned to go by encounter, experience, and feelings, but I'm going to take you to the safe place of learning to be rooted and grounded in the word. And here's the exciting thing, guys. Once he taught me that, all of a sudden, the revelatory supernatural realms weren't always as vivid, but were more consistent and more powerful and had way more impact on the people and nations I ministered to. Well, blessed are those who believe without seeing, right? Right. And, and, and all those other false religions, which I, I love your story arc, mm -hmm. by the way, the way you start, where you come and how, it, it's just, it's, it's remarkable, Robert. You have so He's much to offer. He's a truly merciful God. Oh, he is. But you have so much to offer because of what God's done through you. And I'm just grateful for that. But that's, it's an interesting thing because all the other things, if they're going to counterfeit the Holy Spirit, they're going to try to give you everything, every vivid encounter, everything that takes yeah. you on an altering of reality and go there. But Jesus said, blessed are those who believe without seeing. And if you can have that as your basis and you can be there, I believe God can trust you with greater secrets. Mm -hmm. He can yes. trust you with really open things that he wants to bring to the world. And one of the great concerns that I've, I've had with the body of Christ is unknowingly entering into what I call the gray area. And the gray area is a soulish arena. Mm -hmm. So you got the light, you got obviously black darkness. You know, it's like three three phases. You got the light, which is full of God's goodness and the word of God, it's pure. Then you've got the 
the dark area, which you should not venture into, which is absolute witchcraft and evil. But the gray area is those that kind of don't know, they're not sure, they're not full of the Word of God, yet they're having experiences. That is where the Bible calls them novices, and we're not to put those into places mm. of leadership. So you can have people that have a raw gift, a raw encounter, they've experienced something, and if they don't have the right mentorship around them or the right understanding, they can tip over into a place of darkness simply because they just don't know. Mm. And that is why we got to keep preaching the truth and bringing it. It also leads to, and, and you and I were just you know, briefly, had, had you'd mentioned this to me uh, before the program, but conspiracies, right. going down the avenue of conspiracies. The book of Isaiah tells us, do not say a conspiracy. Now, this is an interesting thing for me to talk about, Robert, because on our program every day, <laughs> I, get into, I get into some wild stuff that's going on in the world. However, I believe that as watchmen, as people that are to be uh, seers, hearers, those that are watching and discerning. Jesus said, discern the signs of the times. He said, people can look at the weather, they read the signs of the weather, and they say, if the sky's red, we're going to have this kind of weather today. He said, you hypocrites, how is it you can tell what's going on in the natural, but you can't read the signs of the times? I believe part of what is necessary now for healthy prophetic voices is to look at what's going on in the culture and say, this is what's really happening. Yes. yes, we're looking at it, it's sensational. Oh my goodness, you should see when people, a few years ago when I brought up the topic of UFOs, Robert, people were like, anyway, yeah. I don't wanna go down that road. But today they're like, I'm very interested in this topic now that it's been on Capitol Hill. But when you go down these avenues, the point is not to get people caught up in the conspiracy or what could be something that's happening in our world. The point is to identify, point at it, show the realism of it, and then bring them back to the Word of God and say, yes, we know these things are happening, but here's what we do about it. And here's yeah. how we live as light and darkness. Yeah. It's kind of like when I took my kids to movies when they were younger. I would take them to movies, and here's why, Robert, because, and they weren't bad movies, but I would take them to movies so when we watch things in the world, I could have them understand it through my lens, not mm. the world educating them. So when we were done, I would say, my goodness, what did you think about that? What was that? And they would say, well, we thought this. And I'd say, do you mind if I share some thoughts and challenge your ideology with this? And they would come back and we would volley and they would have an understanding as to what the world was offering and what the Bible said about it, yeah. rather than getting you know, blindsided by it. I feel the same way with conspiracies. Now, the negative side of conspiracies is there are believers that become YouTube junkies, they become social media junkies, and they are taking the place of their faith and they're filling it up with conspiracy. In other words, the mechanism of your faith is designed to get you results, breakthrough, and so many good things. But when you use it and obsess over conspiracies, it will hijack the purpose of your faith. And you'll begin to obsess over these things, something you can't do anything about, even if it's true. You can look at it like David glanced at Goliath, but he was gazing at God. And when we go down these avenues, I believe it's imperative for you and I and many like us to begin saying, yeah, this stuff's going on. Yes, we acknowledge it, but you are the light and darkness. We glance at the issues and we keep our eyes fixed on the Lord because we, together, the corporate body of Christ, are the answer the world needs right now. That's, so I think ex it's that's exactly it.
Yeah, I agree. And by the way, whenever we can schedule it, I'd like to do a show with you specifically on UFOs and aliens. Let's go. Because of some of the things I've had occur, some of the things God is speaking to me about it. I think there's a reason it's in the news right now. And it's yep. an antichrist agenda that nobody's, well, no, not nobody in the news is talking about. But anyways, that's for another show. I know we only have you, <laughs> you got for me about going 10 now, Robert. We'll go. I'm with you. I'm with you because uh, stuff I was talking about 10 years ago, just like yes. you, people were like, you sound a little nutso. And I actually had very, very, very well-intended people say, don't yeah. let this become a focus of your ministry. You'll lose everybody. And, right. you know, there's, and, and, and in that season, they were hundred percent right. But yes. I think we do need to talk about this stuff because there are conspiracies going on, but hear what Joseph said. This is one of the traps that he goes into great detail in his books to help you. We're not saying there aren't conspiracies. There's been a conspiracy since Genesis 3, you know, of, <laughs> of, of Satan trying to wipe Come out on, the seed of Christ in man. So there's our yes. conspiracies. But the trap is that you, in all of this, pride works. And you think, well, I get yeah. it. Nobody else gets it. I'm right. Everybody else is wrong. Join me on this chan and that chan, yep. you know, and we'll, 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 but God wants you to behold the darkness, according to Isaiah 60, verse 2, but then let the kingdom of God arise in you and the glory of the Lord appear upon you. Not pride arise in you, not anger, irritation, frustration, not yes. spiraling down the dark rabbit hole, but bringing the light. So thank you for going into all that, Joseph. Let me read this from your book on page 137 about conspiracies. Christians who are prone to conspiracies and prone to the sensational without having the reins of the word of God governing their hearts will fall prey to much of what is coming. So we're not saying deny the conspiracy. We're saying no. deal with the conspiracies by staying in the light and operating in faith. That's right. Joseph, one other um, one other trap I want to talk about, and you've touched on it, um, but is self-deception. And yeah. on page 106 of your book, you wrote... For all encounters, it is of utmost importance that we do not sensationalize things as it can lead to deception. One of the most tragic forms of deception is self-deception. And one of the things I've noticed over 20 and a half years of full-time charismatic Christian ministry is something you touched on before, where people will come and say, like, I can remember early on when I was teaching the glory school, a guy walking up to me and saying, hey, I, I know that you've been to the third heaven. But have you been to the seventh heaven? And I said, no, I haven't. And and Joseph, he looked at me and he said, yeah, I could tell. I could tell. I like, You'll get I there thought, one day. <laughs> my first thought was, if this is the fruit of the seventh heaven, I don't know that I want to go there. <laughs> I could I could tell. Well, Robert, I didn't want to say anything. Yeah, though, you know, <laughs> you've probably been to the 99. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I just got back, you know. <laughs> but here's one of the things that I think we have to remember, especially re-emphasizing the importance of grabbing hold of and going after, zealously cultivating and earnestly desire the supernatural aspects of our Christian faith. Yes. Whenever there's any, any element of pride that gets in, it will bring a fall. And oh, this is why you say, where do you see that in the scripture? According to supernatural, we all know pride comes before the falls in Proverbs, but Consider this, everybody. This is something I felt like God highlighted to me recently. When Paul is talking about one of his most significant supernatural encounters in the throne room of heaven, he wow. says, I know of a man 
He doesn't say, hey, everybody, it's Come me. On, I did it. It's all about me. I'm the man. He says, I know of a man and uses it as a teaching opportunity oh, of how to good. access that realm, move in that realm, receive from that realm, minister from that realm. But he keeps pride out of it because he has no need to be known as the third heaven guy he's god's guy but he'll access the third heaven to get everything that he needs but when he when he brings the testimony i know of a man i don't need wow. you to know it's me i need you to know what god does for those who go there robert that is so good and so profound you know i've read that before but you articulating it like that i i'm going to begin to absorb that because that right is on. so healthy you know robert i I want to bear witness to what you're saying again because I was in a, a setting one day and the Lord came to me and he ministered to me and he shared me a number of visions and stuff and said, here's what I want to do with you. And I thought, wow, this is, this is magnificent. But he said something very stark and strong to me. He examined my life. I had a, like a fear of the Lord come over me. And he said these words to me, Robert, and I'll never forget this. And I don't mind saying this out loud to everybody. But he said, Joseph, if you will stay small in your eyes, I can use you. And it was just like that. If you can do this, then I can use you. Implying, if you do anything else other than that, I can't use you. You'll be set aside. You'll be sitting over here. I will love you, but I won't be able to use you where I, where I need you to go and what I need from you. And Robert, you know, I see that same spirit of graciousness on you, that, that heart of humility, mm -hmm. that, that gracious spirit. It's why I so link up with you whenever we connect, you know. For, for Robert's audience, if you're watching this or listening to this right now, when I've been with Robert in person, he is so empathetic and full of the love of God that when he sees purity in people, and I've watched him do this over and over, at least in the times we've been together, that tears will begin to flow, that the Spirit of the Lord begins to come through, and it's actually a prophetic language he has. And so I just so, um, I just connect with you. I feel this connection in the spirit with you because the lord i believe wants his heart to come through more people yes. the way he does like you robert oh. and begin to help people be healthy and right-sized and mature in their calling and so i'm very interested in all the things you're talking about especially your glory school what a wonderful training it sounds like and especially with uh your, your insight on how paul went to heaven just now i just really appreciated that that was good. oh thank you my friend and hey i know we've only got you for a few more minutes um you're so busy and you're doing so many amazing things please tell everybody where they can find more from you and i also want to encourage all of you to sow into z ministries yuri and i partner with um uh, joseph and heather and their amazing team um at month in and month out and um there are also seasons when god will highlight to me to sow special gifts into them because what they have going on they are amazing ground come alongside them pray for them and if you're in a position to sow into what they're doing and how they're reaching the world where can they find more from you and hear more from you joseph well robert first i just want to say too to your audience if you know robert you know he's very very generous and so mm -hmm. if you're a partner of this ministry with robert i'm just i want to say he's he does not just say these things he's been very gracious to us and mm -hmm. I want to say to all the partners that are standing with Robert, his ministry, I want to thank you personally for standing with him because you are empowering many of us through Robert. So thank you for that. And uh, if you want to find out more about our ministry, you go to josephz.com or you can just simply watch us live every weekday morning, Monday through Friday on all the social media platforms.
Yeah, they do a uh, uh, prophecy live, as you see the the logo of the show behind Joseph there. And then also what I love is they basically are doing prophetic journalism, where they're dealing with the topics of the day and bringing a prophetic insight to it. They're living out that first aspect of the triple vision anointing that I've been sharing with you guys and prophesying uh, to you guys. So Joseph, before I let you go, I know we just really only have like two minutes, but would you do me a favor and please pray for our audience? Absolutely. It'd be my honor, Robert. Father, I lift up all of the wonderful listeners and viewers today that are here and a part of Robert's ministry. Lord, I bless them. I speak life over them. I speak life to you, dear listener, dear hearer, in the name of Jesus, that God would touch you mightily, that whatever is resisting you, we resist it, and we push it off your life, and we speak increase, abundance, and supernatural favor over this broadcast in Jesus name. If you're listening to Robert, you're listening to great teaching. I just love this man of God. I'm honored to be associated with you, Robert, and I bless all of your viewers today in Jesus name. Thank you so much. Amen, my friend. God bless you. Go back and get back to work touching the whole wide world for Jesus. <laughs> you love him so much. You love his people so much. I bless you, my friend. Well, I can't wait to have you on soon so we can really get into some good stuff, Robert. You'll be on my program. We'll have fun together. That's what I'm we'll hoping. We'll do it. We'll do it. And Elijah, okay, as always, sir. thank you in the background. Joseph, God bless you. I know you need to run. Thanks for the time you took with us. Love you, brother. Thank you. Lo love you too. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. So thank you so much for being with me and with Joseph Z. I know you received from him. I sure did. I learn I receive every time that I'm with him. But I want to thank each and every one of you for being a part of today's show. And I'm going to see you back here again soon for another episode of Heroes Arise. God bless you. Ready for more? Go to roberthodgkin.com for more teachings, more resources, and more information about Robert Hodgkin Ministries and men on the front lines.